Recorded Books Inspirational presents an unabridged recording of Against All Odds by Irene Hannon. Narrated by Stevie Ray Dallimore. Recorded Books is the producer and publisher of Recorded Books Inspirational, an imprint dedicated to stories of faith and the human spirit. And now, Against All Odds. Prologue Sir, I think you need to hear this. With a preoccupied frown, David Callahan looked up from the security briefing in his hand. His aide, Salam Farah, stood on the threshold of his small office, deep inside the fortified U.S. Embassy compound in Kabul, Afghanistan. The man was holding a tape recorder and a single sheet of paper. A new message from the terrorists? David lowered the briefing to his desk. Yes, and another personal threat. I'm not interested in threats directed at me. David waved the comment aside. Let our security people worry about them. This one is different, sir. After 40 years in the diplomatic service, most of them spent dealing with volatile situations in the world's hot spots, David had learned to trust his instincts about people. And in the two months he'd been back in Afghanistan trying to help stabilize the local government, he'd come to respect Salam's judgment. His aide wouldn't raise a red flag unless there was good cause. All right. David adjusted his wire-rimmed glasses and held out his hand. Let's see what they have to say. In silence, Salam set the recorder on the desk, pressed the play button, and passed the sheet of paper to David. As the spoken message was relayed in Pashto, the language favored by the Taliban, David scanned the translation. The warning was similar to those that had come before. Convince the country's struggling fledgling government to release a dozen incarcerated terrorists and pay a $20 million ransom, or the three U.S. hostages that had been kidnapped a week ago would die. But as he read the last line, he understood Salam's concern. The nature of the personal threat had indeed changed. If you do not convince the government to meet our demands, your daughter will be our next target. His pulse slammed into high gear. When did this arrive? A thread of tension wove through his clipped question. Half an hour ago. It's been in translation. Was it delivered in the usual manner? Yes. Meaning a randomly selected seven or eight-year-old boy had been paid a few Afghanis, the equivalent of a dime, to thrust the tape into the hands of the first U.S. soldier he saw at busy Masood Square, not far from the main gate of the embassy. The young, nimble couriers always managed to slip into the crowd or dart through the traffic before they could be restrained. It was a simple, expedient delivery method that left no clue about the origin of the messages. Swiveling toward the small window in his office, David considered his options. The official stance from Washington was clear. The United States didn't negotiate with terrorists. Nevertheless, secret deals were sometimes bartered that allowed the government to save hostages while maintaining its hardline public stance. While he'd been assigned to broker a couple of those clandestine arrangements during his career, David had never recommended that course of action. Had never even considered recommending it. Until now. Because he wanted to protect Monica even if she wanted nothing to do with him.
As he stared out the window at the jagged, unforgiving peaks of the distant Hindu Kush mountains, snow-covered on this frigid February day, he was keenly aware of the moral dilemma he faced. If he'd been unwilling to advise covert bargaining to save the lives of the three American hostages, how could he in good conscience change his stance now just because his own daughter had become a target? Whoever had masterminded this latest threat had thrown him a cunning, world-class curveball. For thirty eternal seconds he wrestled with his dilemma. But when he swung back toward Salam, there was steel in his voice. Get Washington on the phone.